Welcome to Haunted Hometowns, your weekly true crime paranormal podcast. My name is Blake Lambert Hack, and this season I will be covering deaths and hauntings in Chicago with a different special guest every week. Today I am joined by a physical therapist, an artist, and a friend since birth, Katie. Hey. Thank you for joining me. No problem, womb buddies. <laughs> We're going to put that on a t-shirt, too. Oh, my gosh. I want that so bad. <laughs> Just a picture of a womb. <laughs> I and love it. Either high-fiving. Oh, my gosh. What if you, like, touch bellies, then they high-five? Yes. Absolutely. That's cute. We're Okay. <laughs> um, how would you describe a ghost? It's hard because I go back and forth about, like, if ghosts exist. Yeah, that's fair. The one that, like, I really love, because especially being from, like, a very science field, I kind of love, I heard a theory once, and I don't remember where, about, like, alternate, like, universes. Yeah, yeah, So, like, basically it's where there's, like, a tie between that universe and ours, like, a parallel. Mm -hmm. And so that's where we see ghosts, and that's why, like, sometimes they look more, like, translucent, because it's not, like they're directly there but it's like a perfect point in time where they're paralleling i don't know didn't do well in physics (laughs) (laughs) no but that's a fascinating uh it's kind of like uh what is the movie insidious kind of it just like feels like very like avengers to me like (laughs) multiverse kind of but like i don't know it it's easier for me to like wrap my head around like scientifically Mm because i mean there's obviously so much that science can't explain of course but i think in my mind like i want a like reason or like at least like some i'm like okay that makes sense more than like i don't know i feel like when it gets like spiritual or like i'm like oh does this really exist like are right like or is this just like mm, like are we just making shit up at this point like, no for sure and it's kind of hard i don't know we want to believe people mm-hmm. when they say they've seen things but yeah. if you aren't seeing it it's i know it's seeing believing that's yeah uh, well, and especially with, like, how much neuroanatomy <laughs> I've taken for, like, PT school, it's it's crazy. Like, there's actually, like, a name for, I think it's apophenia, mm-hmm. where basically your brain wants to make patterns. Like, right. it wants to make connections. It wants to understand. So that's why, like, when you're looking at a cloud, you see, like, a shape or a face or something. Like, right. something recognizable. So it's basically your brain taking in information, random information, right. and wanting to make sense of it. Yeah. And... I feel like for a lot of ghost stories I hear, I'm like, okay, that's probably that. Right. But it's like when two people both have the same experience, I'm like, okay, but like, <laughs> how did that at the same time yeah, yeah, yeah. happen? Yeah. Like, I know there's areas where it's like probably more like hallucination or sleep paralysis or like something visually doesn't make sense or right. even like, I don't know, like did something synapse weird in the brain? Yes. So like how it processed. Well, I kind of think of deja vu because it's just like your eyes seeing it twice oh at different gosh. speeds you know don't even get me started <laughs> i could talk for an hour about my deja vu okay 
I was going to save it for the end. I'll share one now. Okay. But, like, when... I know you always ask about, like, ghost experiences. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a ghost experience. Yeah, yeah, I have had, like, weird premonition. Like, supernatural stuff gotcha. where I'm like, okay, yeah. what is happening? Mm-hmm. So, the first was... It was probably a dream I had in middle school. And I have super vivid dreams. Like, to the yeah, point yeah. where I've, like, journaled Same. about them. I journal all the time. Oh my gosh. I had to stop because it made them more vivid. I was like, I can't handle this because it felt like I wasn't sleeping. Mm-hmm. And when I would tell other people these dreams, they're like, okay, that sounds like a movie or like a video game. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, they make too much sense. Yes. I don't like them. Yes. And so I very rarely have dreams with people I actually know in them. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, oh, I might have, like, seen this person once. Like, no, right. it's brand new. And it's almost like I'm either watching a movie or it's coming out of, like, I'm watching it as that person in real time. Right, right, right. Like, I never, like, I won't say never, rarely see myself in the dream. Yeah, 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 same. And if I do, it's usually I'm not the same person that I am in real life. Okay. So it's very creepy. <laughs> so anyway, so I had this dream. And I remember it distinctly because it was, like, very realistic when I woke up. And usually my dreams are, like, out of left field. Gotcha. And I was in... So, I think I was in sixth grade when I had this dream. And I was taking an exam. Mm -hmm. It was in a classroom I had never seen before. It was unfamiliar to me. And I was taking this exam. And it was, like, garbly gook. Like, I couldn't understand, like, what was on the page. But I was answering all these questions. And in the end of the dream, I got 100% on it. That's all we care about. <laughs> Fast forward. <laughs> sophomore year. And here's the thing. It's like, I didn't pick up on it, even though it was in the same classroom right. that I had been in freshman year. Right. Well, why would you make that connection? No. But, between a dream and real life? Like, it's a dream. Well, and that's the thing is, like, I didn't really, like, I remember having the dream, but I didn't remember all the aspects right. of it. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, and we're getting an exam, and as soon as the paper hits my desk, it's like, boom, I'm transported back to the dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... It was my French class. So that makes sense <laughs> why I didn't remember in the dream that, like... Because you hadn't taken French. Yes! It was a year before I started taking French. So it wasn't like I was even introduced to it at yeah. that point. And so I'm taking this exam, and I'm remembering... I don't remember the answers, but I remember the pattern right, right. that they were answered in, because it was on Scantron. Mm-hmm. And I was filling them in, and there were a couple questions that... Like, I felt good about this test. Right. Like, I had studied for it. And I thought, okay, I know this answer but it's different than the one in my dream Mm -hmm. and i'm like i know i'm gonna pass this i know i'm gonna get a yeah i'm just gonna mark the one in my dream just to test this craziness (laughs) because it was so it was almost like an out-of-body experience while i was actually taking the test for sure yeah and so there were a couple answers that i did that well a couple weeks later i get the test back 100 yeah and i was like (laughs) i think that was probably one of the few moments where like Hair on the back of my neck yeah. stood up. Like, what I would picture, like, if you have been around a ghost, yeah. like, where you're just like, okay, like, do-do-do-do. Like, yeah. this is too freaky. It's just goosebumps. Yeah. And I tried to explain it to myself, but, like, I can't. No. And, I, and that's happened at least three distinct times that I can remember yeah. in my life. Where See? it's been, like, that eerie. So, like... That's paranormal. It's very paranormal. And, like, my science mind is, like, cannot compute. <laughs> Well then, okay, do you know many Chicago ghost paranormal experiences? So what's stories? funny is I feel like the ones that I know have been on the podcast already. Gotcha. <laughs> so I definitely knew about the Drake Hotel. Right. And I've actually stayed there. Nothing exciting happened. <laughs> How but, it usually is, yeah. <laughs> but I also was in middle school, so 
I don't think I was like... You're not ghost hunting in middle school. Oh my god, far from it. Me, (laughs) I don't even like to watch horror movie trailers. Like, I am not seeking out ghosts. Today's episode is all about the ghosts and paranormal that live in Lincoln Park. Ooh. Do you know much about Lincoln Park? I've been there a couple times. Yeah. Not super, like, rich with the history, mostly for the zoo. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's a free zoo, so, and it's decently sized. Oh, yeah, that was always, like, the field trip. It was like, we're going to Lincoln Park, because why would we go to Brookfield? Because you have to pay. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to talk a little bit about the history of the park. Okay. And then I'll get into the history of Chicago when the park was designed and so on. So this is my question. Is Lincoln Park an act? This is... I'm so bad. I've lived in Chicago. (laughs) I've been in the suburbs my whole life, and I actually lived in the city for six years. Yeah. I always think of Lincoln Park as, like, the neighborhood. Is there an actual park? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it's both. Okay. It's the park, and then the neighborhood around the park is also Lincoln Park neighborhood. So are we talking about the park or the the neighborhood? Okay. The park itself, right along the lakeshore. Gotcha. Beautiful drive, by the way. Oh, it's gorgeous. Lakeshore Drive. Love it. Love it. It's named after Abraham Lincoln, which, duh, <laughs> but why did I never know that? Well, I mean, especially we live in the land of Lincoln, like, it's on every license plate. I just never pieced that together for some reason, but it makes I, Honestly, until you said that, I had never thought of it, but also, like, how many streets in Chicago are named after, like, people that yes. I know from history class, and I never was like, oh, yeah, that person. Right. <laughs> exactly. I just read that, and I was like, oh, you idiot. Of course it is. <laughs> but anyway... Today, it is a 1,200-acre park that sits along Lake Michigan, for those of you who do not live in Chicago or have not visited. It's the city's largest park and stretches seven miles north to south. Oh my gosh, whoever has to do maintenance on that? Right? Like, kudos. Like, good on you, like, Chicago Park District. Well, my favorite thing is that Chicago's motto is a city and a garden, so they always do their parks and gardens and like everything looks good all the time i will say yes within the park is lincoln park zoo chicago history museum the nature museum and then multiple recreational facilities like baseball fields and so on and then public beaches and boating and it goes on Mm -hmm. with 20 million visitors a year it is the second most visited park in the united states first is central park of course yep of course I didn't realize they had that many visitors, though. I didn't either. Like, when I think of, like, famous parks in Chicago, right. like, ones I'm going to go to, like, I think of, like, Millennium Park. Grant or, like, Park. Maggie Daly. Yeah. Like, ones that have, I mean, I guess it has attractions because it has, like, the beach and, and the like, zoo, the zoo. And, and yeah. I mean, I guess the zoo, that makes more sense than, yeah. like, oh, I'm going to go see the bean. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to walk around the fountain. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I guess that makes sense because people do visit the zoo a lot. And mm-hmm. it is a huge tourist attraction yeah like i feel like if you took the zoo out of like lincoln park equation i don't know if that would stand up with like how many people visit it that's true but this is where it gets interesting Mm -hmm. before lincoln park was a public park lincoln park was one of chicago's or was chicago's first cemetery containing more than thirty-five thousand chicagoans what my mind just goes to is like hey, I'm going to make a beach. Sorry, got to dig up grandma. Like, that's, like, all I think of then. I mean, kind (laughs) of. I mean. 
Yeah, there were uh, around 35,000 Chicagoans buried in Lincoln Park before it was turned into a park. I just want to, what do they do with the bodies? We'll get into that. Oh, okay. <laughs> but we're going to take it back to 1842. Good year. Good year. There were only 7,000 people living in Chicago that year. That blows my mind. Right? <laughs> like, I know, like, historically, that obviously... It was, like, more like a town. Yeah. Like, where we live has more than 7,000 yeah, residents. Exactly. And we live in a suburb. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, in 1842, there were only 7,000 people. But as we were kind of talking about, the city rapidly grew. Mm-hmm. So by... Within 20 years, there were 100,000 people. And within 40 years, there were 500,000 people. That... So people were flocking there quickly. Why? <laughs> Okay, like, I love Chicago, don't get me wrong, but, like, the winters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love winter. Like, so I just, like, obviously I know, like, civilizations grow where there's water. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you couldn't get a bigger right. mainland yeah, water exactly. than, Middle like, of Michigan. the country. Yeah. Huge with the five lakes connecting. And, like, on the route to, like, going out west. Yeah. Like, trade posts. Get all that. But well, a lot of the immigrants coming to, coming into New York mm-hmm. took the Great Lakes by boat to chicago makes sense so that's how they traveled west essentially but yeah i would love to know how long it took if you took a boat versus like if you like wagon trailed it all the way down like i would i want like a greatest race between (laughs) those two you hear that amazing race that's your uh that you have to take a horse and buggy (laughs) From one city to the next, and then another group has to take, I don't know, like a canoe. And do this pit stop on the way, <laughs> yeah. where you have to, like, trade beaver fur. Like, <laughs> something along those lines. When it first started, they knew they needed to create a space mm-hmm. for their loved ones that have passed. And at the time, they were only living in the loop. So it was just that mm-hmm. right in the downtown area. So the true city. So... <laughs> For some, the true city. So they figured, you know, over the river would mm-hmm. be a great space to mm-hmm. mark out a cemetery for. It's not in the city. It's kind of away, but it's close enough where we can visit type of mm-hmm. deal. Not thinking for the future. Expansion. Right. <laughs> so they set aside 100 acres mm-hmm. in the north side from where they were living. If you wanted to bury a loved one, you had to buy a lot, like mm-hmm. real estate. I feel like, isn't that how it still is today? I think it's very similar to yeah. that. I, I don't know if you buy the actual... I mean, I think you can buy a specific mm-hmm. lot, yeah. but I don't think it's necessary. Whereas back yeah. then, like, if you wanted your loved ones to be buried in that cemetery, you had to buy okay. a lot. And you had to do all the paperwork that went with it, and you owned it, owned it. And see, I've heard that with, like, families that want to be buried together, like, buying, like, right. a plot in a cemetery, which I just don't get i mean like whatever floats your boat yeah but it's just weird to me that like the expenses of like going into like buying a casket buying a land and i get it's like a memorial place for like you to go but i mean for me maybe it's because i'm terrified of zombies (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like i don't want any chance of my body being resurrected what would you what would you want if you like what would you put in your will today Oh, cremated. I've already told my parents. Like, years ago, I was like, I want to be cremated. I've seen, like, the ones where it's like, you become a tree. That's what I want. (laughs) I love those. But I also don't think it's legal in the U.S., or at least when I looked it up, it wasn't. 
at the time. It may have changed. I guess I'm moving to somewhere where it's legal because I don't want to be buried and I don't want to be cremated. I mean, for me, I just, like, I don't want to take up space. Like, I'm <laughs> dead. Like, I take up space in my loved one's memories. I don't need to take up, like, a physical area of earth that can be used otherwise i just don't like the idea of being buried around a bunch of other dead people it is kind of weird yeah like do you know the creator of frisbee made a limited frisbee edition where like his ashes were put in frisbees (laughs) like i mean that kudos to you like the creativity but like i can't imagine being like hey we're gonna go toss around dad like that is so funny (laughs) to me i would I would laugh every single time where it's like, hey, let's go in the backyard and you grab dad. Or like, what if like, I can just imagine like a friend came over right. and like the Frisbee's like on the mantle, one of those like <laughs> yeah. plate stands, like commemorative plate type yeah. things. And you're like tossing it around and like the dog gets a hold of it. <laughs> and like the friend's like not understanding why like the family's like going crazy. Like, right. oh my gosh, like, no, like, what are you doing? <laughs> and you're like, it's a Frisbee. And it's like, no, that's dad. Like That is hilarious. <laughs> mm-hmm. I read a book called, what is it? It's called Stiff. It's by Mary Roach. Okay. One of my favorite authors. She wrote a whole book about, like, when you donate your body to science, what happens. Okay. And it's, like, they go from everything from, like, cosmetics. Yeah. So, like, testing. So, like, when they say not tested on animals, a lot of times it's on cadavers. Right. Or, like, parts of cadavers, whether it be, like, skin or, like, other stuff or Mm -hmm. hair. But then... There's also, like, crime scene. Yeah. So, like, for people to know how a body decomposes and to time it, like, saying, oh, they died five days ago. Yeah. They have to do studies on that. So, they will take the bodies and let them just, like, decompose in a certain condition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as much as I want to, like, help learning, <laughs> I also, like, mm, <laughs> I feel that, yeah. Like, I want to help someone living in, like, a medical sense, because especially being in healthcare. But I think in terms of, like, the science, mm-hmm. and I will say there's a lot of respect. Like, in the cadaver lab, like, before we started dissecting, like, I don't want to say a prayer because it's not, like, spiritual, but we take, like, a moment of silence right. and basically thank those families and, like, all the people in the room that have, like, passed away right. and who we are basically getting to learn from. Mm-hmm. But oh, having to, like, scalpel open so many cadavers, I just can't see my own... yeah body or like just even like i know some of the comments like people make and it's not like in a mean way but like you'll comment on a cadaver yeah like for example there was one cadaver who had like breast augmentation so it was really cool to see as a student right, yeah but then it's like you're making comments about yeah. it and like i don't like i don't even like to hear like living people make right. comments about <laughs> me like yeah absolutely back then they weren't doing anything other than burying them yeah. I'm sure. Maybe there was a couple doctors that were like, I want to experiment on this, this, and that. Oh, but... yeah, that's back to, like, Da Vinci. Yeah. Like, that's how he would, like, exactly. figure out anatomy and stuff is, hey, can I buy this dead body off yep. of you so I can, like, learn? And I don't know how people, like, I'm sure there are people that are creeped out, but others are like, if the money's right, like, Right, cool. exactly. So you have to buy the plots mm-hmm. for, to be buried in this, in the Lincoln Park Cemetery. You then owned that land, and the paperwork and process was so extensive, so many people just went with their own shovel and buried their loved ones anyway. I mean, that's one way to game the system. Like Exactly. Even if you didn't buy a plot because it was so much money, and then there was so much time and work that had to go mm-hmm. into it, if your loved one died and you didn't have a plot ready, a lot of people just 
dug up a spot and buried them. I mean, it's better, I guess, in your backyard. Yeah, and I and I guess back then it probably was like this is a sacred spot, and mm-hmm. I'm sure it was very religious at the time. Yeah, and I'm sure the cemetery was split up in its own Catholics over here, Jewish over here, so on and probably. so forth. But people great. that could like pay for the like big tombstones exactly. or mausoleums, yep. and <laughs> exactly. people who are like, oh, I just have the tiny little like yep. plaque grave. Diggers often found bodies in plots when they went to bury a body with the proper paperwork. And so they would, oh, here's the paperwork, here's the plot. They dig it up to bury the body, and there's already a body or two or whatever (laughs) already in the plot. So it became an issue where there were so many bodies without any kind of identification Mm -hmm. buried in the cemetery, and there really wasn't anything you could do about it. Yeah, because I guess, like, what happens when, like, okay, I'm going to go bury grandma and, like, someone's already in grandma's spot. Like, right, what do you exactly. do with that body? <laughs> Especially, to, like, even if you don't know who they are, just to be respectful. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know if they just bury them with it or if they buried them at different depths or if they removed the body, buried the grandma, and then buried them somewhere else. If there was, like, a yeah. location in the cemetery where unidentified bodies were um uh placed i mean i wouldn't be surprised i don't know if they cremated at that time but like i wouldn't be surprised if like if they found bodies like if you owned that right i could see like the living relatives being like hella pissed like i bought this i paid the money grandma's gonna be here (laughs) you like this yeah. person that's been living in here, like, get them out. I just picture everybody in black, you know, standing around before they lower the casket mm-hmm. into the ground. And then it's just like everybody, they say the prayers and everything. And then before they lower it, they like look down. There's just like three bodies in the bottom of the grave. I just imagine like them lowering down, not looking in. And you hear like a crunch or like oh a God. clunk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and your grandma's fainting. The mm-hmm. mom's hysterical. Yeah. Another issue was that the soil wasn't great for burying mm-hmm. caskets and so on because it was so close to the lake. But yeah. the, what I don't, again, I don't know the science behind the earth and everything, but I'm sure yeah. obviously the soil is different when it's closer to water than it is yeah. like farther more, away. Like, I know you don't like this word, but like. More watery, I'll say. Because <laughs> I know you don't like the M word. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. More I, watery, more soft. Yeah, more more pliable. Pliable, yes. Exactly. That. And a lot of the people that were living in Chicago at the time were afraid that the bacteria from decomposing bodies mm-hmm. would get into the drinking water. Okay. Now, I tried researching this mm-hmm. to see if that was even a thing. Yeah. And I couldn't really get a straight answer on it. Mm-hmm. If, like, decomposing bodies and the bacteria involved would even have an effect on drinking water. Or I mean, if you drink it with the bacteria. so much in, like, Michigan. Like, that's what you drink <laughs> yeah, anyway exactly. nowadays is, like, that's what the tap water is. Yeah. So, I, I mean, can't imagine it being anything different than dead fish in Lake Michigan. I don't know. I mean, yeah, like, I guess I think of, like, okay, if you were on a farm and had, like, a well, like, had compost or, like, decomposing things, like... Right. I mean, sure, is it, like, better than filtered water? No, but... Yeah. Also, like, there... I feel like there's, like, more prevalent ways of bacteria getting in the water than, like, the decomposing bodies that are not even in the water, like, next to it. Exactly. So, yes, caskets and bodies resurfacing is an issue. Mm-hmm. 
they also said that the bacteria was an issue. I don't necessarily believe that, but it's the 1800s. They don't... Science is new. (laughs) I mean, at that point, like... I mean, I feel like washing your hands came, like, after the Civil War. I remember. Like, they didn't (laughs) even know, like, about bacteria. Right, right, right. So, I mean, like... I mean, at least they're, like, thinking about bacteria at right. this point. I don't know if they called it bacteria, but they're, yes, they're thinking about that idea of, yeah. like, well, we have dead bodies, and they, yeah, I don't know what happens to them when they die, but we don't mm-hmm. want it in our drinking water. Yeah. That's fair. I'll accept. <laughs> there were also problems with people buying the lots, mm-hmm. but then selling the lots to someone else. So kind of, like... When you have a car yeah. and you don't want it and you have to sell it to someone else, you have to give them the paperwork, but that doesn't always happen. I mean, hey, make coin how you want to make coin. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so the city had many unmarked graves or paperwork that didn't match the bodies in the graves. This just sounds like a mess. Like, I feel yes. like if I was the person in charge of, like, taking care of that, like, cemetery and, like, the groundskeeper or whatever. Right. I would just want to tear my hair out i'd be like no <laughs> one's following the rules i think of mr filch and harry potter like yes. just constantly just like oh my gosh are we fucking kidding right now seriously <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so we have so we have a cemetery that everyone in chicago is using mm-hmm. and there's either extra bodies that shouldn't be there bodies that paid but aren't in the right graves that there should be mm-hmm there's bodies resurfacing, probably because they're either not digging them deep enough or because the soil's not right. Like, the thought was nice, but the execution was not there. It just sounds almost like a sitcom where, like, yes. everything, like, should go to plan and everything does not. Yes, exactly. So in 1858, it was suggested that the cemetery be moved. Mm-hmm. So probably a good choice. But because of the Civil War, which was 1861 to 1865, the oh, So they weren't washing their hands at this point? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, but because of the Civil War, they decided to table the conversation. Mm-hmm. Obviously because of money, recruitment, the war itself, you know. So bodies remained in Lincoln Park until after the war. Okay. But in the meantime, they decided to open and build or set aside land farther away from the lake to be used as the other cemeteries. Okay. So Lincoln Park as a cemetery was 100 acres. They set aside the Rose Hill Cemetery in 1859, which was 350 acres. I mean, planning ahead. Great. Mm -hmm. Great choice. Graceland Cemetery in 1860, which was 121 acres. Those are both on the north side. And then Oakwood Cemetery in 1853. So this was a a little bit before they even decided, but that was like far south. Mm -hmm. So we had the huge Lincoln Park Cemetery and then Oakwood, which was like farther south. Okay. They all opened as the war was kind of getting started. I mean, makes sense. Lots of bodies. Exactly. (laughs) And okay, so this is a weird story. And I don't really have all the information for it. And I checked several times and no one had any details. (laughs) Okay. But it's said that four orphans in Chicago sued the city. What specifically, I have no idea and I can't find anywhere. Uh-huh. But because of the lawsuit, the city ended up removing 1,600 bodies from the from Lincoln Park Cemetery and moving them to the newer cemeteries. I just want to know, like, okay, first off, why do you put in that time and effort? Right. And also... 
like, okay, I'm assuming orphans, like, it probably has to do something with their parents. Right. Like, family members. Mm-hmm. But also, I can't imagine that there wasn't a stink about, like, I paid for this plot. Right. My family's all buried here. Yeah. They're being moved. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure there was a huge issue with that. Like, so many Karens would <laughs> very be very so. angry. Absolutely. But I wonder how they proposed that to the citizens of Chicago as we need to move this cemetery. I mean, probably they made it seem like it's in your better interest or like we're upgrading you. Right. Everyone loves an upgrade. That's true. Yeah. But- these, these cemeteries will be nicer. Mm-hmm. You won't have plots being used by other people that they shouldn't be. You're right. It was probably definitely sold as a, you're going from economy to first class. Absolutely. You're right. Unfortunately, at the end of the civil war, We got the Great Chicago Fire of 1871. Good old fire. All the wooden markers were burned to a crisp, so they no longer exist. All the marble and stone ones were crumbled. And this is this at the new place or the no, old one? No, this is still the Lincoln Park. So remember, oh, so they haven't even like upgraded them yet. No, they it's was, like we've burned your ticket. They started to upgrade, <laughs> okay. little by little, because it costs money to move all these bodies mm-hmm. and stuff. So they're starting to move these bodies, but then the fire happens. So we have no markers any longer, or very little markers yeah. that still exist after the fire because of the wood burning or the stone being trampled or heating up. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, cause everybody's writing for their lives. So they trampled whatever they had to, to get out of the city. Talk about like a horrible job of like, I'm the person that is in charge of digging up thousands of graves. Yes. Transferring them. Like just the amount of digging. And that's all manual. There yes. were no like <laughs> cat machinery at that time that you could just like nope. power your way through it. And then on top of it, like, oh, all of it's burned and destroyed. Like, have fun. That's like a, I'm done. I'm quitting. Yeah. Job. Sorry, man. (laughs) If there's no John Deere, I'm not. I'm not doing this. (laughs) Like, at least give me some ID. Like, I have this body now. Like, what do I do with it? Yeah, that's the problem. They because of the fire and everything. No, it already was a mess, right? Beforehand. Mm -hmm. Now you add the fire, and there's no markers to say who owned what plot. Good luck figuring out who was who. Well, on top of it, I can't even imagine, like, from that disaster, how many bodies there were to add. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate, especially to all these people who paid all this money for the cemetery. Yeah. I mean, like, my mind just goes to, like, in California with, like, the gender reveal parties, like, starting oh the wildfires. Like, yes. I just hope, like, I mean, obviously any fire is started for a stupid reason. Yeah. Or, like, an unnecessary reason. Yeah. But... Like, I hope it wasn't like, I'm just going to put out my uh, my pipe or my cigarette, right. like, at the time. Only you can prevent city fires. <laughs> but because of the Civil War and the fire, the city didn't have any money to move these bodies any longer. Mm-hmm. They, already, they moved a chunk before the fire. And when we say, like, a chunk, like, how much? Like, do we have a percentage or, like, well, a fraction? I'm going to go off of the lawsuit of 1,600 bodies. And, again, if there's 35,000 and they're only moving 1,600. So it's, like... Not quite that much. Yeah. They didn't They didn't do it. So were they only going to move those 1,600? Or were they going to move, like, all of them? I think they were planning on moving all of them. But because okay. of all the events that happened, they just didn't have the money to do it. 
So they told the families who owned the plots that they had to pay to have them moved out of the cemetery. Hell no. Right? Hell no. <laughs> like, you're going to move my loved one and you want me to pay yeah. more? Like, no, no, no. Like, I yep. paid for that plot. Like, I get it, but also, like, I, oh, I would throw a stink. Just no, yeah. Even if they're not asking you to pay for it, you still have to pay money to do it yourself or time or whatever the case may be. Plus, you don't even know where your family's is because of the fire so true i literally would go myself bury like unbury grandma and bury her myself before i would have to pay to do a transition fee like no i'm no well because of that many again so chicago's hurting for money Mm -hmm. but so are all these other people yeah like the your house burned down your business burned down (laughs) so they don't have the money to move it either so a lot of the bodies just weren't moved rightfully so but they just didn't move them because people didn't have the money or didn't have the means mm-hmm. to move said bodies. So it is said that as many as 12,000 bodies are still buried in Lincoln Park. Oh my... Where? <laughs> That's my question. Like, I'm just gonna be like strolling through like Lincoln Park right. looking at the bears and it's like there's dead bodies underneath me? Like oh, what are... for sure. Absolutely. And the last recorded body found in Lincoln Park was in 1998. Last recorded. So that's that when my mean... sister was born. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. My baby sister. Like, that's... They're still finding bodies every time they do construction and stuff like that. I mean, that doesn't surprise me because I feel like anytime you do construction, it's like, here's a body. Oh, well, that's Here's fair. a burial ground. Like... I think when I... <laughs> when I worked at that horse farm, mm-hmm. I was in charge of... Uh, doing gardening and kind of creating a pet cemetery. Yeah. Because they, I think they were like seven dogs and two horses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And obviously they were cremated, so it's like bad. Yeah. Anytime I dug anywhere in that area, oop, stuck the shovel into a bag of ashes. Oh. Like, it was like rough because I was like, I am so sorry. I'm just trying to plant flowers to make it look pretty and I'm digging up you. Yeah, like that's, oh man. And it especially like, like, Chicago is constantly in construction season. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, like... Well, I mean, any growing city is, yeah. And so, like, so. I can imagine why, like, the last one found in 1998. Because, I mean, things have gone, like, fairly unchanged yeah. in Lincoln Park since then, I would assume. Like, I mean, obviously there's new businesses, but I feel like you wouldn't have to dig that deep. Or, like, it's more like park rather than, right. like, I'm putting up a skyscraper. Well, for sure. And I think that's why a lot of ice haven't been on... Not... Like, most of the bodies haven't been undu- mm-hmm. unburied because it is a park. Yeah. The most they're doing is putting baseball fields down, like, some dirt. Like, they're not digging, digging, really. Except, mm-hmm. and we'll get into that a little bit, but the museum, the zoo, yeah. the things like that. And like, I'm gonna... the main attraction. Exactly. I just imagine, like, all the people that, like, are on the beach with, like, the metal detectors. Right. And then you just, like, hear beeping and you're, like, digging and digging and digging. Yeah. And you find, like, metal on a casket. Yep. Like, <laughs> no. There's a mausoleum that you can still visit today in Lincoln Park. Where? Like, <laughs> that's my thing is, like, oh, I'm just, like, I'm going down, like, the the lake walk. And, like, I'm running on the beach. And, like, oh, hey, to my, like, left is a mausoleum. Like, what? <laughs> no, no, it's, uh, it's kind of, like, on the south side Mm-hmm. outside of the zoo so you're okay. like on the east side of the zoo okay kind of where like this is from my memory so i could be a little off but mm-hmm. where the gold coast ends and the park begins okay 
it's kind of over there and it's kind of like under a tree so if you're not looking for it it's not really noticeable so we're not talking about like grand mausoleum we're talking about like it's like a structure for like people to be buried in but it's not like it's not huge and there's not like a you know like a angel or a Mm -hmm. statue on it it is pillars for days right it is like i mean it's like your height Okay. But it looks like a house. Like, it's not... Gotcha. And and do they know who is still buried there? Yeah, so the name on the mausoleum is Couch, because that's the last name. And it's for Ira Couch. Oh, so only one person's there. Well, we don't know. That's the problem. So, Ira Couch died in 1857, and may be joined by up to seven family members inside the tomb, but no one knows for sure. Okay. I feel and, like they have technology to figure that out now. Well, yeah, I mean, with all the x-ray stuff, they probably yeah. could. Or, like, even, like, the sound technology, like, where you can, like, shoot sound waves yeah. down to, like, yeah, yeah. you would be able to tell, like, the amount of, like, sound hitting back is more yeah. than one body. If treasure hunters can use it, we can use it for tombs. Seriously. I'm sure they use it in Egypt for all that stuff that they dig up. Although, I don't know if, like, they're worried about, like, it being so fragile. That's true. Their technology. <laughs> it's ever changing. Who knows what will maybe we'll get something where they can just like take mm-hmm. a picture and it'll show. Yeah. But Ira Couch, for those of you who don't know, owned the Tremont House, which was a hotel in Chicago at the time. Okay. Which burned down three times and they rebuilt three times. So she had dedication. Or just a lot of coin. Both. <laughs> <laughs> she said, Not my house, not my hotel. Well, and this was when she was living. It was yeah. rebuilt three times. I mean, like, hey, we love a persevering woman. Absolutely. And it's a little fun fact. The mm-hmm. hotel that Ira owned, the Tremont House, it was the hotel that Lincoln started his senatorial campaign. So he was in that hotel and was like, hey, I'm going to be senator. I mean. And then he was. Hey. Gold. Put up a plaque. Yeah. And then we have the main attraction, like we were talking about earlier, the Lincoln Park Zoo, which mm-hmm. took up basically most of the cemetery. Yeah. Or at least half. Because the Lincoln Park Zoo in 1868 was a 35-acre zoo. Or it is now a 35-acre zoo. It was founded mm-hmm. in 1868, which makes it the fourth oldest zoo in North America. Oh, I had no idea. The first animals were a pair of swans donated from New York City's Central Park. Okay. And years after, several animals were donated to the zoo. But the first purchase for the zoo was a bear cub in 1874. Aww. So I think that's when it officially became like a zoo because they like made a purchase of an animal. Makes sense. To be in their zoo. But then 1884, it saw the first bison born in captivity, which was a huge deal since they were hunted till almost extinct. So this became a big deal at the time. to So much to the point that Yellowstone Park purchased several bison from the zoo to assist in reviving the species. That's so crazy because I feel like I read an article a couple weeks ago about how Yellowstone now has too many bison. Right. So they're like inviting people in to hunt their bison i could be wrong but like it's so funny the like yeah i mean it all started from lincoln park zoo who said hey we birthed some bison i feel like i remember like a symbol of a bison 
somewhere in Lincoln Park Zoo. Like, I remember either being on, like, one of those pennies that you would, like, flatten right. or something. Yeah, Like, I yeah. remember being, like, a that. big thing, and I never, I was like, okay, it's a bison. Like, right. okay. Like, I never thought of that it. That makes sense now. Absolutely. I didn't think about it either until just mm-hmm. now. You're right. It was a flattened penny that had a bison on it. Yeah. I have that somewhere. I do, too. I have so many of those. Oh, I have what am books. I going to do with them? <laughs> Uh, so from 1888 through 1997, like multiple houses were built mm-hmm. in the zoo and Wait, renovated. In the zoo, not like living, but like uh, you know the lion house. Oh, I thought the... you meant like someone's like I'm gonna purchase some land in the zoo. I'm just gonna live among How the zebras. Would that be? Like my brother would do that. Oh, he would absolutely <laughs> if he could live in the enclosure with some of the animals. Oh, I feel sure. like he would. I think I would too. I don't know. If it was a tiger or. They're so cuddly. Otters? I would take the otter exhibit. River otters are so cute. Oh my gosh. If your brother ever does get a... Like like, an aquarium job or something. Oh my gosh. He better let me meet the otters. He better. I will hold it against him for the rest of his life if I don't get to meet... As you should. Or like play with an otter. Oh, same. Any animal. That is my expectation. (laughs) Like I know that he has given me like the Disney Plus password, but like that is nothing compared to like me meeting an otter. No, no, no. But yeah, multiple like houses for the animals were built and renovated, and so now the zoo holds around twelve hundred animals. Okay. And uh, yeah, so the zoo sits where the cemetery was located. But but okay. Before we get into the hauntings, mm-hmm. we're gonna take an extremely short break, bathe in holy water, burn your favorite incense and don't leave your loved ones in unmarked graves because they'll come back and haunt you yeah i feel like that's just a recipe for disaster we'll be right back Let's get into some of these hauntings. Woo! So most of the hauntings, or many of the hauntings, happen at the zoo, of course. Okay. I've been to the zoo many times, and I've never seen anything, but I'm also not hanging out at night, or usually yeah. when I'm there is packed, so it's not... I mean, do I feel like that's not, like, a ghost MO to be like, hey, it's the busiest right. time of the day, <laughs> let me just, like show everyone and be like hey i'm dead like what's happening (laughs) i would say from what i've read the most common thing at the zoo that people see are apparitions Mm -hmm. in victorian dress okay i can't imagine seeing a ghost me like ah yes the ghost is dressed in victorian garb or like elizabethan garb like i i I don't know they're dressed like not modernly very much so i think it is one of those things where if you were to see an apparition dressed not in 2021 Mm -hmm. dress yeah it would stick out though i do think in that realm of apparitions we don't see ghosts in 1980s where at least I've never heard of people being like, yeah. you're dressed like the 80s. Like, oh my gosh, that feathering of your bangs. Right, like, exactly. <laughs> but also, I wonder if it hasn't been long enough. You Do you know think what I mean? Do ghosts ha- only show themselves after a certain amount of time? 
Or, like, maybe we only notice them when it's been, like, like they're so out of character. Like, right. because they're in that, full, like, Elizabethan or, like, right. Victorian era, you're like, no one dresses like that unless That's... you're going to, like, the Renaissance Fair right. kind of thing. Like, That's it's... Fair. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't hear many people talking about apparition, you know, ghosts being like, "Oh, that's yeah. the Great Gatsby era." Like, I feel like suit and stuff. If I hear about someone who's more from like a modern era, it's more like loved ones that have like just passed. Right. Like it's more like they're sending a message to their loved ones that like they're okay. Right. Ghosts. I don't, I don't know. I feel like it's like it can be anything or anything. You can be an orb. You can be a body. That's true. Like, you could be a cold sweat on your neck, which you is think... just your autonomic not nervous system. Like, come on. Like, whatever good happens in the night. Everything like, good happens in the night. I, I don't know. <laughs> you know what ha- good happens in the night? Me sleeping in my bed. That's what's the good that happens at night. It's so funny. Obviously, I'm not discrediting anybody's what they've seen, what they felt, mm-hmm. or anything, but... You know, sometimes it's a it's a reach, and it's the apophenia. Okay. I'm telling you, your brain making patterns. <laughs> Again, not to discount anyone, but well, besides the Victorian dress people that people have seen in the zoo, there is apparently a woman in a white dress. Common in ghost lure. I feel it's... like that's like such a stereotype. Oh, very much so. Like, when is there ever a man in a white suit? I'd love to see that. That'd Where's be... my Patrick Dempsey ghost in a white suit? <laughs> very much so. This woman, though, apparently shows up in the Lion House specifically. Okay. Cat lady, we love. Oh, absolutely a cat lady. (laughs) Very much so. She's seen in the Lion House before, like, disappearing. Mm -hmm. But she's also seen in the ladies' restroom in the Lion House. Okay. But you have to remember in the, the, or if you don't know or if you've never been, Lincoln Park, all the restrooms in those houses are in the basement. And the basements are creepy. I've been down there and they're... The stairways are narrow. Everything's obviously old and concrete or stone, you know, so it's not... Cold and damp. Exactly. It's yeah. creepy. Although, in a in a Chicago summer is a blessing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but apparently she shows up in the mirrors. Oh, hell no. Of the woman's restroom. Hell no. In the lion house. Oh, yeah. I would... No. Like... Imagine washing your hands, because we're past Civil War era, <laughs> and you just look up and someone's standing behind you... Or someone walks into the stall or something, and it's like, you, what? I didn't hear you come in. I didn't hear anything. That's some, like, moaning Myrtle shit. Like, yes. no. Like, no. <laughs> oh. See, that's what creeps me out was, like, the mirror thing. Because then, like, yeah. you question it so much. Oh, of, like, yeah. did I really see it? Did I not? Yeah. Like, there's someone standing behind me. Like, when you first said mirror, like, I thought, like, my reflex- reflection is replaced with the ghost. That'd be creepy, too. Hella creepy. Like, that's, like... <laughs> Something I feel like you would see if you were, like, in the Haunted Mansion. Yes. <laughs> like, kind of thing. Like, yes. Most ghost stories we see with renovation and stuff like that, they don't mm-hmm. end up haunting the new lo- the new renovated area. Unless they're buried underneath it. Unless they're buried. That's another point that I'll touch in a second. But from a lot of stories I've heard, a lot of ghosts don't haunt the new sections. They just hang out in the old sections, right? We make sense. We all love the familiar. We want what's comfortable. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So maybe she won't be seen in the lion house any longer, but will only see be seen in the mirror in the restroom. Can you imagine, though, like, feeling, like, as a ghost, like, oh, they're renovating. I'm being evicted. Right. I can only be in the basement. No one's going to come down. Those ghosts I don't are get, evicted. I don't get my social interaction anymore. Like, that is the one thing I thrive on is, like, surprising someone in a mirror. I'd be livid. 
I would be too. Like, I'm like, I'm stuck in this eternity of, like, limbo. And I can't even scare some random person at the zoo. Mm -hmm. Some people are like, I died in this house and I'm never leaving. Or, like, (laughs) I mean, back to my parallel universe. Like, what if, like, that is your still, like, your house still. And you're in that parallel universe and you're still living in it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Or the house that you're living in in the other world isn't a house at all. It's a cemetery. True. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. That's kind of creepy. It's crazy. Wait, you're haunting from a parallel universe? <laughs> <laughs> That's like, I feel like extra meta. Like. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so, we kind of touched on it at the very beginning, mm-hmm. but in 1962, the zoo found a body as they were building the barn. How, like, what do you do in that situation? Well, they built over it because they didn't want to disturb the body, quote unquote. I mean, like, honestly, not the worst thing. But it's also just, like, a great invitation for a ghost. Like. True, but I feel like they're not thinking about that. They're thinking, we have a deadline. We have only a certain amount of money. I'm not going to have to write an incident report one more time for another body I found. We've already found so many bodies here. Like, it probably was protocol of, like, oh, you found a body? Cool. Just, like, keep going. Yeah, probably. Because they're not the only ones that did that. Other hauntings that happen in the zoo or other paranormal things that happen in the mm-hmm. zoo, you'll hear doors slamming by themselves. Mm-hmm. Classic. Well, it's called the Windy City, so I mean, like, a breeze. <laughs> very much. Photo anomalies, also very classic for ghost sightings. I mean, okay, this is where my skeptical mind comes. Like, <laughs> are you just taking Polaroids? Are they, like, are we talking back in the 90s when you had, like, disposable film where, right. like, everything kind of looks shady on like pictures yeah these are definitely the when we talk about these incidents they're definitely the gray area when it comes to ghost sighting Mm -hmm. i think the other things of like apparitions like there is a lady in the bathroom that's in victorian garb like literally a woman staring at me in the mirror and it's not just me Like, like those i feel like i believe a little bit more than like i saw an orb or like something moved i'm like there are things that move all the time in my room and i feel like it's because like my window's open or like my sister ran by and like that created wind i don't know like i mean there's definitely i think you should your first thought should be what could happen like your first thought what's sh- logical yeah your first yeah. thought shouldn't be paranormal mm-hmm. but i it's perfectly fine being like well if it wasn't the wind because it's not super windy today the next logical thing is something paranormal, you know? I mean, I don't know if my mind would jump to that. But, like, <laughs> but I can understand, like, that being, like, I have exhausted all right. other options. Mm-hmm. So, like, I can't explain it. So, like, whether it be ghost, something right. else, like... Yeah. Yeah. It is one of the options. Yeah. I mean, maybe Put further down way. the list, but, like... Right. <laughs> and people have heard, quote-unquote, phantom footsteps. And that's another one where it's, like footsteps that i'm standing here there's no one else around me but i'm hearing footsteps yeah i always like wonder about that because like so i've been in like friends houses that are like older yeah and they shift and move and you're like Mm -hmm. okay like i could see that that maybe it's footsteps but also like i don't know i feel like unless it's definitive like some jimmy choo's like clacking along i was gonna (laughs) say the same thing i'm like you don't hear when you're wearing like a, a tennis shoe. Mm-hmm. You don't really hear footsteps unless you're my dad. He <laughs> walks like an elephant. I love you, dad, but no, like, yeah, like you don't. Know, I guess it's like okay. So when 
I don't know if you relate to this, but you can tell who's coming down the stairs, like, walking in your house based on how they sound. Yeah. Like, that I can get, but I can't, like, think that, okay, unless you hear, like, multiple steps all at once, no one else is in your house, that it sounds like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, And I could be wrong. Like, I mean, I've never experienced it. I've never experienced footsteps. I do agree that what you were saying earlier that most shoes don't make a specific sound like Mm -hmm. a a footstep sound yeah but then i think about victorian era and all of those women were in heels so even the men were right like high heels were made for men before women started using them so so in that case you would hear them coming Mm -hmm. because though that's a very specific sound yeah like that clickety clack of like that like power stance like i am a boss ass like I am walking down with my heels on. Nothing makes you feel more powerful than any kind of heel Mm -hmm. or when you wear acrylic nails and you're like typing something or like Yes, you just feel like (laughs) I am doing this with purpose. Exactly. Even though your life is so much more difficult with long nails. It doesn't even matter. You, yeah, nails and heels will make you, you will never feel more powerful. We do have to keep in mind that the zoo opened mm-hmm. when bodies were still being moved from Lincoln Park to the other cemeteries. Can you imagine that being like their advertisement? Like, come to our new zoo, see animals <laughs> and the deceased. Like, <laughs> Put that on a postcard. Absolutely. It's like a Ripley's Believe It or Not and animals. Hell yeah. Lincoln Park Zoo was the first Ripley's Believe It or Not. <laughs> you got to see displayed bodies and a couple of swans <laughs> like <laughs> what an attraction like I for mean, free for free oh my gosh well i mean they had to have made a buck at that time how could you you couldn't ask for anything better at that time well i mean yeah because the entire city was burned down <laughs> there was nothing else to do okay so this isn't necessarily paranormal though i do think it adds to the paranormal mm-hmm. so in the zoo at that time Mm -hmm. again there's no lakeshore drive there's no highway-esque road cutting the lake from the zoo you got your your gravel road your horse and buggy nothing it's all (laughs) grass it's Mm -hmm. all park right Mm -hmm. so there is that lagoon they call it a lagoon yeah i know what you're talking about but you know that little pond yeah um <laughs> that retention pond <laughs> pretty much but at the time it was called the lincoln park lagoon yeah they built a bridge over it so okay. you could get from the zoo to the beach oh okay without having to go you know super far around mm-hmm. but because it's a lagoon and they wanted to make sure the sailboats could get through mm-hmm. they built it four stories high oh yeah so it's tall yeah they called it the high bridge i mean fitting fitting but not original no. i wish we had a little more creativity but it's okay maybe like the sky bridge that'd like be fun something yeah no the high bridge is what we got oh man or later down the road on a postcard it was called the suicide bridge oh no like because well, because people jumped off it like am i right not only jumped off it but there were a lot of hangings from the bridge oh, as no. well See, that's what I don't understand. Like, why do you do hangings in public place? Like, I'm not saying, like, okay, like, suicide awareness. Absolutely. Resources out there, obviously. I understand, like, jumping off a bridge. Like, 
it's high, there's a guarantee. Right. But, like, the hanging? From someone who's not suicidal, I will never understand public displays of that. Yeah. Unless you're trying to make a statement. But I like, mean, that may be. Or it's paranormal, and there's some kind of force that's saying that you need to do it now, and you do it on the bridge. See, I mean... I don't know. That, I am not. I don't buy into that at all. Like, I feel like, like, if you're contemplating suicide, I don't think it's a rash, like, decision. Well, the bridge, it, there's varying accounts, of course, Mm -hmm. but it's said that anywhere from a couple dozen to a hundred people died of suicide on the bridge. That's, wow. Yeah, which is a lot. And, I mean, the Golden State Bridge has a, uh, it's a lot of people yeah. that I've heard that one and I think bridges are just a classic yeah. option I mean it's um, a wonderful life like come on like right Dolly Parton's the bridge yeah it's common um and because this bridge was so you know four stories high I mean it, it I can understand it being an ideal right like kind of location especially like if other like methods are maybe not as convenient or like require more effort. Right. I could understand that, but it's it's sad. It's yeah. unfortunate that these people felt they had to or had no other option. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's strange or I don't know, it just adds to the whole lure of Lincoln Park, you know? It used to be a yeah. cemetery, all these people have been buried there for decades. Yeah. And then all these people decide to die of suicide you know it's just a interesting yeah. 1892 the ulysses s grant statue was revealed do you know what i'm talking about it kind of sits between the zoo and mm-hmm. lakeshore drive i feel like i know what you're talking about it's not like the statue if you like you had to tell me like what statues do you think of the most in chicago but i no. feel like i've seen it yeah if you drive down lakeshore drive you can definitely see it if you look at like towards Lincoln Park. I feel like I've like probably ridden my bike past it when I've done oh, like along sure. the lake shore. It's re- it's pretty high up, and he's riding a horse. For anybody okay. who's interested, mm-hmm. um, but when that was revealed in 1892, there were 200,000 spectators, so it was a big deal at the time. But during the festivities, the statue was struck by lightning, killing anywhere from three to eleven people standing near the statue. Oh, that is some bad juju and like... injuring. <laughs> others in the crowd i oh can you imagine being like papa i want to go out to see the statue right. <laughs> and like you get electrocuted on right? like opening day yeah like no Isn't also that like that's sad that that's what was entertainment at the time well very much so yeah like the revealing of a pretty small but i guess significant statue of like a civil war yeah person yeah I, it just begs the question with this bridge and the statue and everything. It's like, do you, does, is the cemetery cursed? You know, all these people weren't yeah. moved to, they were left and that, forgotten. That's where, like, I think when it comes to paranormal stuff that I, like, I can, like, kind of get along the train of, like, okay, there are people that have, like, haven't played fast on or, like. Yeah. I think I have no problem when it comes to, like, I don't want to say the good ghosts, but, like, the harmless kind of ghosts. Right. But, like, when it comes to, like, cursed or, like, that kind of thing, that's where I'm kind of like, mm. Or is it <laughs> us just, like, 
wanting to put some sense in like the bad things in the world. It could be that too, very much so. Well, with that, I have a listener's ghost story to read Ooh, to excited. you. But before we get into that, do you have any other ghost or paranormal? Well, I do have the other dream. Okay. Which, this is, like, kind of freaky. Okay. Like, the test one was, like, okay, like, what is going on? But this one, so I want to say I was probably in kindergarten, and I think it's, like, the first dream that I vividly remember. Mm -hmm. And it was either first grade or kindergarten, and I was in a classroom, again, not my own, (laughs) that, like, I was used to. Right. And I was looking out the window, and I could see cars lining up to pick people up. But it was weird, because it was the morning. Right. And so we had, like, just gone to school a couple hours ago, and I remember, like, the teachers kind of, like, quietly hush-hush talking in the corner. Right. And I remember having to wait longer, because my mom was a teacher. Right. And so I was one of the last kids to be picked up. And we get home, and my mom, like, wouldn't let me watch the TV. And I was in, like, the family room, like, playing... And my mom was, like, making calls, like, trying to figure out where my dad was. Right. And then the dream kind of, like, jumped. And it's a day or two later. And we're sitting around the flagpole. Like, everyone from the school just, like, quietly sitting there. And, like, we weren't allowed to talk. Jump forward to two, a year or two later. Mm -hmm. I'm in second grade. 9-11 happens. And what's so crazy is I've talked to, like, a patient of mine that had another, like, 9-11 dream like this. Mm Mm-hmm. And I believe if I remember right, like, he was someone that, because of what he did based on his dream, like, a loved one didn't pass away. Or, like, gotcha. delayed. Like, in, mm-hmm. for some reason. Mine was not that much. Right. But basically, 9-11 happens. And my mom's a teacher. Picks me up from school. My dad at the time worked in the Sears Tower. Or right. now the Willis Tower, whatever it's called. Nope, nope. It's the Sears Tower. Yeah. <laughs> And, but it, it was before cell phones. So yeah. she was trying to call his work. Well, they had already sent them home because they were worried about possible other terrorist right, attacks. And since he was in the tallest building yeah. in Chicago. <laughs> Anywhere in the Midwest. like Yeah. And so she didn't know where he was, but he was on a metro train home. Right. And so I was home and I remember like not being able to see the TV because my mom like didn't want me to see it. Like one, right. I've explained it. So in the dream, like, I don't have any recollection of, like, the towers falling or anything. But it was, like, how I experienced that day to a T. Yeah. And then a couple days later, we were sitting around the flagpole in a moment of silence with a flag at half mass. Right. For 9-11. And I'm a second grader. Yeah. And so at the time, like, I remember that dream. And then I remember it happening and being like, that's really weird. Of course, yeah. But I'm a second grader, right. so, like, I'm, like, pass it off, like, okay, whatever, like, I'm gonna go play, and, like, right. color, and, like, whatever. Yeah. And so it wasn't until, like, years later when, like, I remember the dream, and I remember it actually happening, that I was like, huh. And I remember, I feel like, reading an article, I feel like it was on an anniversary of 9-11, where people talked about, like, having dreams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being like, oh my gosh, like, I never realized, like, I'm one of those people. Right. That had dreams that were, like, somewhat premonition. Yeah. And I've had other, like, smaller ones that weren't as, like, consequential as, like, right. the exam or 9-11. But those were, like, my paranormal ones. So now, like, the problem is, is that, like, any time I have a dream that's, like, super hyper-realistic. Right. Especially if it's, like, a friend dying. Right. Or, like, a family member dying. Like, I'm like, 
hell to the no and i'm like calling them like in the middle of the night making sure they're okay okay so i'm gonna read a listener's ghost story it's just a ghost story so i have a friend who lives in a house that is over a hundred years old it is a beautiful victorian house it's always victorian why is it victorian (laughs) it's beautiful victorian house that was on a farmland at one time the house is now in a very developed suburb of chicago okay they had just moved into their house and she was in the kitchen which is located in the back of the house that night while she was making dinner she heard the door to the basement open thinking it was her husband she didn't turn around right away but asked what he had been doing in the basement he didn't respond so she turned around and there was a figure of a man standing there in short pants, a button down, and a cap. Okay, first off, what time period are we in? Because like button This is down... modern. No, no, oh, I'm getting him, the ghost. Him, the ghost. Yeah. Like like, okay, you got your like your shorts. Like right. like my thing is like I'm thinking very like fashion forward, like you got like the wide brim hat with like right. the shorts and the button up. But I know that's not the case so like yeah i don't really know what men i don't i mean the houses was built in the victorian era but this could be anywhere between but no one wore shorts then because like angles were like too sexy it could be very much like the 30s or 40s when people you know guys wore longer shorts you know okay i just pictured like for some reason very short shorts and like a bowler hat for some reason (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know about that drastic but She was frozen and could not speak. The man shut the door and continued walking down the hall and then disappeared. After that, they would hear things in the basement, upstairs, and in the living room, but never in the family room, which had been added in the 1980s. Okay. So that goes back, I guess, to me talking about... Old versus new. Right. Renovated versus original. Um, So apparently, if that holds true, this man died before the 1980s or parallel universe and that part of the house never existed just never existed exactly so how can you can't access it he's not going to be in like his lawn yeah exactly (laughs) if you just see a ghost mowing the lawn through your living room (laughs) it just makes me think of like the sims where like how they interact with like their environment (laughs) one night her husband had fallen asleep on the couch in the living room He had forgotten to put out the fire in the fireplace. The fireplace was not very deep, and the grating in the front was slightly open. A cinder from the fire flew flew into the room and started the rug on fire. And he's asleep? Yes, he's asleep on the couch. Okay, again, fire safety. Why are you ever falling asleep with a fire going well i don't think anybody plans on falling asleep well no but like fire, but... i don't know maybe it's because i'm like hella paranoid and my dad is constantly like even if i've blown out a candle like three hours later he's like yeah. is your candle still on like <laughs> yeah. maybe i'm just so paranoid about that i mean i'm sure every firefighter in the world would yeah for sure but apparently the uh the ember flying from the fire onto the rug is mm-hmm. like the firefighter after the case saying this is what happened. Okay, so this is like the crime or like arson R- analysis, whatever it's called. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her husband did not wake up right away as the smoke detector did not go off. Then why do we even have them? Ex- exactly. <laughs> when he woke, the flames were on the couch, floor, and what? Wait, one- he's on the couch. I think it's like 
I've been in this house that they're talking about. Okay. Um, it's a family friend, and I, it's a, it's a huge house. Okay. First. I was just thinking, I'm like, okay, how is he not on fire? <laughs> I think they have like it's multiple couches. Too, okay. Right? Um, the love seat versus right, the couch. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> but the floor and one of the walls is all on fire at this point when he wakes up. Oof. Luckily, they were both able to escape unharmed. Okay. When they were safely outside, she asked him what woke him up. He said, there was someone shaking me. When I opened my eyes, it was the man from the basement. You love the good guy in the bowler hat. So thankful (laughs) we live with the ghost from the past. See, okay, that's where I'm like, okay, I can get down with ghosts that are like, helpful like i remember you reading one about like the ghost that would wake the person awake to like be in time like i saw a tiktok (laughs) (laughs) because you know i am a teenager and uh basically the person was like could see ghosts and they talked about it Mm -hmm. and they were like that i guess the ghost was caught off guard because she was like talking to the ghost like hey i can see you like you're being rude (laughs) and she saw something in it like you can be here, but you're not even paying rent. So, like, be respectful. <laughs> and, like, that I feel is, like, a respectful ghost. Absolutely. Like, paying his rent in, like, saving lives. Yes. But it, I do have to say this house that we're talking about in this story, mm-hmm. I've been in it. Okay. And. Is it in, like, our neighborhood area? Or I is think it it's, away? like, Naperville area. Okay. Um, But the house that they're talking about, just for everyone's visual uh mind the person who owns it collects dolls oh hell no (laughs) why do people do that and when i mean collects dolls are they the ones that like open their eyes when you like put them from laying down to standing up every inch of that house is covered with display cases with dolls my favorite is... And this is the place is haunted. Yes. Well, of course it's haunted. There's dolls <laughs> everywhere. My favorite is this doll that sits on a wooden swing that's attached to the ceiling. Like a macrame planter, but like a yes. swing. No. With a doll sitting on it in the corner. Does it rock back and forth? Does the man in the bowler hat push the doll in the swing? Who's to say? I, like... I do think walking in that place, it is creepy, not just because of the dolls, but an energy like we were talking about before. Like just an old, like, house yeah, kind of energy. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I obviously haven't seen anything in that house, but I could absolutely see how that house house could be haunted. The mm-hmm. dolls don't a- help with that. No, the dolls just add to that. Like, well, and, like, how do we know that, like, the ghost was there to begin with, or it wasn't one of the dolls that was brought in that exactly. brought in the ghost? Exactly. Well, Katie, thank you for joining me. No problem. <laughs> I know we've been on many a tangent. <laughs> That's okay. They they all kind of made their way back to ghosts or paranormal related. If anything, it just shows people kind of a deep dive into what a 26, 27 year friendship <laughs> looks exactly. like. Of just like talk for hours about anything and everything. Anything and everything. Very much so. Absolutely. Uh, what did we say earlier? Womb. Womb buddies. Womb buddies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I and I for the listeners out there, we used to be mistaken as fraternal twins. Oh, for sure. All the either the first question was, "Are you siblings?" Yeah. And when we'd say no, they'd be like, "Are you dating?" And yeah. we're like, 
no. <laughs> no and no. Well, that's just what happens when you're fair skinned and blonde hair and yeah. you are very close. <laughs> very much so. <laughs> well, for photos related to every episode, the lovely guests that join me every week, and more, follow Haunted Hometowns on Instagram and Twitter. Don't forget to email me your ghost stories at hauntedhometownspodcast at gmail.com. Could be anything from missing cake pans to a movie-like sequence of events causing a knife to fall from a shelf and barely miss you as you enter your shed. That happened to me. Oh, oh, hell no. It's awful. Oh. (laughs) I look forward to hearing what you've got. Katie, thanks again for being here. You can subscribe, share, and rate the podcast to help me get this, help me keep this going, and tune in next week because everybody loves a ghost story. I've got some of this information from Jeffrey Bayer, Teresa, Chicago Public Art, Adam Seltzer, Hidden Truths by Pamela Bannons, and of course Wikipedia. Artwork is by the talented Pepe Munoz. Follow him on Instagram at p.e.p.e.munoz, M-U-N-O-Z. And the music is by the one and only Ty Air. Follow him on Instagram at for boys like me. That's F-O-R boys like me.